What's up, Brad? Evening, Andrew. How are you? Good. What are we doing down here today? Oh, just podcasting as usual. And we're on episode... This is episode 80 wow. of Auto Off Topic. Only 20 more until we're out of double digits. I know, right? Moving it's pretty quick. pretty crazy. It is. It is. It is. So, um, I don't know. What's it? We skipped what you did um, a couple weekends, weekends ago. Yeah. What did I do a couple weekends ago? I don't know. What did you do? Hmm. Oh, I towed a car. Yes. I did. That was a fun story, actually, because it was a little ridiculous when I got there. I can't remember why we skipped it. Because we had so much to talk about with questions. Oh, that's right. So many listener questions. Just never quite came up. Yeah. So why don't you... Uh, We're not going to go into your cold opening there with the sounds and not? We'll get to that. All right. All right. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I did a tow to... Uh, picked up a vehicle in North Carolina for a friend of the podcast in Montero, because... Mm-hmm. Well, actually, a Raider. Yep. Because that's what, you know, our friends drive. They we, do. Uh, we do. We do hang with a certain crowd. Um, a, lot, a lot of us, anyway, mm-hmm. hang with a certain crowd. But um, So I picked up a vehicle in North Carolina. It was a 1989 Dodge Raider V6 automatic. Is yep. that recording, Andrew? I cannot hear feedback in my mic, in my ears. Yeah. Okay. Car is running. Uh, just checking. I don't hear it in my headphones, so. Really? Um, I think I probably do. I'm just, yeah, there it is. There it is? Too loud now. Go to 11? Yeah, turn. turn put it back down to 6. <laughs> All right. I can't handle 11. Okay. Um, so, 89 Dodge Raider, V6 automatic, um, bad motor. Mm-hmm. Picked it up because the person who is... Motor in jail. Bad motor? Motor in jail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, just, bad motor. Just I got gotcha. you. Keep moving. Ignoring that joke. Push forward. Ignoring that joke. Uh, you're not a dad. You're a dog dad. Maybe that's why you're doing dad jokes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty yeah. bad joke. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the person who I picked it up for has a driveline from a turbo diesel Mitsubishi mm. Shogun, but it's really rusty in the truck that it's in. It's a Shogun, not a Piero, because it came from, it came from England. England. Yes. So he wants to swap the entire driveline from the Shogun into the Raider. To make a nice solid southern truck into a nice turbo diesel truck. Mm. So I fully support this plan. So I decided that uh, I would go down and pick up the vehicle for him. Um, cool. Not that I did it for free, but, you know, definitely did for less than I would have otherwise because just helping a friend in the community, you know? Yeah. Um, funny stories about North Carolina. A, it's much warmer than here. Yeah. That is not a question. Um. The vehicle was located at a man's house. Uh huh. Kind of not a trailer park, but behind a trailer park. Yeah. Um, he said to drive down the main road until I saw the car wash mm-hmm. and to turn it into the car wash and drive through the car wash. Okay. And then I'd be like, in his you yard. had to wash your vehicle first before you got to his yard. No, you had to drive through the car wash. Yeah, like you had to drive through the parking, like, the self service bay of the car wash. Oh, to get to his backyard. Yes. Oh, that was the access point to, to oh. where the radar was stored. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, so I got to the said car wash, and it was closed. I mean, that would be convenient. I mean, if I lived right there, I'd wash my car all the time. Yeah. Um, however, one of the five bays didn't have any car wash equipment in it. But I had a door okay. inside the bay. 
Like a garage door? Nope, like a like a door for humans to walk through, not cars. But it was like walled off. No, it was not walled off. It was in like you still drive through the bay, but mm-hmm. on the side inside the bay was the door. Yeah. So it was still a bay minus the washing equipment. So a storage room. No, no, it was a combination of a um, car wash and a drive-through liquor store. Oh. That's a pretty sweet combo. Right. I mean, it'd so, be useful. Yes, I think it would be. So you could have a nice cold brew while cleaning your vehicle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had wondered what was going on because when I pulled in, the car wash has a large signboard out front. And instead of saying, like, a professional appliance is car wash, it had, like, a piece of paper that somebody would make for their high school, school the high school, like, fundraiser car wash. And it just said, wash. And above it, it said, oh. ice cold beer. <laughs> Okay. So it was like, okay, this is a hell of a combo that I definitely want to live behind myself because I can't see anything but fun things happening if you live behind a car wash that has a drive through liquor store attached to it. Yeah. It must be a nonstop party there on a weekend in the warmer weather. Hmm. I mean, it was warm because it was North Carolina, but it was you know probably not warm to them. No, it makes sense. Yeah. But regardless, it was a funny combination. And the neighborhood that the car was in had a lot of multicolored painted houses, and it was just a an all around interesting place to pick up a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So, and the rest of it was like normal, just drive it back. Yeah, there was no other stories involved with it other than that. Because I know you beat one of the nor'easters. Oh, you thought we were going to get away with not hearing about nor'easters? Yeah, because there is another nor'easter coming. Another one coming. <laughs> That's four in this month. Yes. No. Yeah, it's, it's a little ridiculous. Midwinter, very quiet. They said, like, oh, end of winter. Yeah. Apparently very busy. Yeah, this year. Is- March is commanding like a lion. It's also going out like a lion, apparently. Yeah, apparently. We're, we're getting screwed this um, week, too. And then, so, yes, I dodged storms during this haul of this vehicle. So. Yep. And then uh, the other front part is uh, I lost my train of thought is what happened. Right there. I don't know where you're going with it. I don't know where I was going either. About Something this. about nor'easters. Nor'easters, four of them. There's four. Lots of I them. I did a run in between. Yep. You missed it. Oh, we're, okay. Ignore that. Let's go to the, um, did you use your scan gauge? While you're... I did the whole way. I tracked the dollar for dollar amount of gas that I used. Neat. Because what happens is every time you go to fill up, if you set it right in the first place, mm-hmm. it knows pretty much exactly how empty the vehicle is. Cool. Uh, and then you save the amount of the dollar amount that the fuel was mm-hmm. at your previous stop. So at the end of the trip, you can see what your exact cost was of fuel on the trip right down for every mile. Nice. Like, I mean, yeah, you can track fill-ups and everything, but you can really track it by even more exact, just knowing exactly how much you use during which leg. Um, it's just, it worked out. It was really cool. Yeah. And so. then you could see, like, how much more poor the mileage was with a, a loaded trailer. So, I used to haul all the time with an enclosed trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, a Raider Montero Shogun won't fit in my style enclosed trailer. Nope. So, I rented a U-Haul to do this trip. Mm-hmm. Um, it's significantly less impact on the fuel mileage. Because when it's empty... Even it's... with a truck on it. Really? Yeah. Well, the so... truck is sort of... Aerodynamic? No, it's it's no more aerodynamic I said, than the enclosed trailer. I mean, well, the windshield's would, laid back at like you know a couple of degrees. You would think that it's riding in your truck's slipstream, but so would the other trailer have been. Yeah, weird. Yeah, so an empty enclosed trailer 
I have a 20-gallon fuel tank. Yeah. An empty enclosed trailer or a loaded enclosed trailer. I got like 11 or 12 miles per gallon, mm-hmm. which is not wonderful. Nope. Um, of diesel, so it's yeah. very expensive. So with an empty U-Haul trailer, because it's significantly more inexpensive to rent a U-Haul trailer for two or three days. And beat the crap out of it. Than it is to rent it and go one way with it. So if I rented one in North Carolina and dragged it home, it costs twice as much. More than twice as much. Yeah, because it moves them around for them and they don't want them moved around. Correct. So it's $54 a day or something, Mm -hmm. minus the insurance. Or you could do $54 a day plus it was like another $180 drop fee if I had picked it up in North Carolina and left it up here. Yeah, because they don't charge you for mileage for those? No, there's no way to track it, so they don't charge you for mileage. Yeah. So I don't care. They charge you by the day. Mm-hmm. So it made more sense to haul it, drag this empty trailer all the way from Massachusetts to North Carolina than I did to pick one up in North Carolina and drag it back up here. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I didn't have anything going that way, so I couldn't, you know, double up on it, but... But yeah, so I'd, with the empty open trailer, I saw on the highway no change in fuel mileage hmm. from having no trailer at all. With the loaded truck, with the Raider on the trailer, maybe two or three miles a gallon less. Hmm. It was insignificant. Weird. I did, I did a lot better than I thought I was going to as far as mileage went. Hmm. So I will uh, maybe just use an open trailer more now. <laughs> It costs less to rent the trailer and mm-hmm. do this than it would have to use an enclosed trailer that was already owned. Huh. So. But, however, for fancier vehicles. Well, it depends on the vehicle, exactly. For, you know, if I was towing something that wasn't a, a 89 Raider with a blown motor that had been yeah. mudding when the motor let go, obviously, because the car's covered in mud, yeah. I might have used an enclosed trailer. But Yeah, a much nicer vehicle. Would get an enclosed trailer. Yeah, exactly. But for something you don't care as much about. Yeah. Not that I don't care. I did care, but you know what I mean. For something that has less importance value-wise to it, for a couple hundred dollar vehicle. <laughs> no, it's just a car that's going to get used. Yeah, exactly. So. I hear uh, Enzo barking upstairs. Not sure if that's going through the mics or not. Probably is. I don't hear it. Oh, okay. Good. So nobody knows about it except for the fact that I told them all about it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I saw not much of a change in uh, fuel mileage, so that was impressive. Actually, and that was, you know, 1,700 miles round trip, something like that. Mm-hmm. Side note, we'll call it trivia. Do you know what, they definitely hear that, because that's that. my dog barking downstairs, that your dog barking upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what the New Jersey Turnpike charges you with a dual axle trailer to go from tip to, tip to, tip to toe on the turnpike? Nope. Take a stab in the dark. What do you think it would cost? Uh, $40. You're pretty close, actually. It was $42.50 wow. to go on the turnpike. I've done it before, but never thought about it because I had an easy pass. Yeah. And I probably never really checked to see exactly what the cost was. Mm-hmm. But when I got to the end and she, you know, handed me my, my ticket back, it's like the old Mass Pike style mm-hmm. where you get a ticket when you get on and whatever exit you get off on is where they, you know, see how much it cost. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says forty two fifty, and I nearly had a heart attack. Hmm. And then immediately you drive into Delaware, and there's two more eight dollar tolls. And then you drive into Maryland, and there's another eight dollar and a thirteen dollar toll. So you spent like seventy some odd dollars in tolls in this, mm-hmm. you know, hundred and fifty mile stretch of highway. And then to get through New York, it's like fifteen twenty bucks. It's thirteen dollars. Not bad, comparatively. Mm. 
So I made sure I avoided all of that on the way back. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm never doing that road again. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but I did the trip in two days. I just loaded up after work on a Friday night, um, and I was home by Sunday afternoon. Cool. So, yeah, it was good. It was good. good. It was good to get away for the weekend. You know, it was right after one of the nor'easters. Yep. <laughs> so my house had no power anyway. So if I stayed home, I would have been in a home with no power, and I would have been bored to tears all weekend anyway. So it was good to get out. Good. Um, another one coming up for myself personally to go pick up a colt. Nice. So that's coming the first weekend in April. I'll be going to do that. So the colt has an interesting story, and the uh, owner of the colt that I'm buying it from has... Uh, Said that he'd love to do an interview on the podcast, so we'll cool. talk. We'll talk about that more in the upcoming future. One more for Brad's old Colt farm. Hey man, somebody's got to save him. <laughs> some people hoard empty bottles of milk. All right. Okay. I'm just saying some some hoarders hoard way worse things than old Dutch Colts. Okay. I'm just admitting to being a hoarder. <laughs> I understand what's going on now. Anything else? Uh, as far as that stuff goes, no. I think I'm good. I think I have no more project car updates because it's still winter time. Somehow. And every three days, there's a nor'easter. Yeah. It, supposedly, I mean, spring is in a couple of days. Right. But you know what's happening the first day of spring? A nor'easter. Mm-hmm. So, although I will say it did feel like summer when I got home today. Yeah. Because the first time that I went straight home from work since the clock change. Yeah. So I got home at like, you know, 545. Oh, it's it was, light out. It was it's bright awesome. and sunny. And I was like, oh, I can do things outside. Yeah, no, we're getting there slowly but surely. We're getting there. Yeah, eventually we'll stop talking about the weather. Yeah, sorry. I'm not sure when, but if you live in New England, you understand. We'll we talk are. about it when it's warm out, too, because we'll be like, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. This is great living here right now. Uh, so, anyway. How quickly we forget. Yeah. Uh, this past weekend, I went to a uh, friend of the podcast. Uh, Jordan and I went and visited. Uh, his girlfriend, who's working in Florida, Liz. Yeah, who's also been on the podcast. Yeah. Driver of Spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, she's down there working for a little while uh, for her job. So we were, um, we had a free place to stay, which was really sweet. And uh, we went over to um, Sebring. Just the town? No, just the town. Okay. I just wanted to visit historic Sebring. Yes, yeah, so I figured The it billboards out. were like, historic Sebring downtown. We're like, cool. Not going. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, she's staying in a very nice place right on the coast. Yep. Sebring, I Sebring was like dead set in the middle of yes. the... Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was an hour and 40 minute drive. Okay. Across farm roads. Yeah. So like just... Like dead straight, straight roads. farm yeah. roads. Like we drove literally 25 or 35 miles, took a left, drove five miles, took a quicker right. Then drove another 30 miles straight. That's awesome. <laughs> and across the middle. So, fun fact Florida is the largest producer of beef. Okay. Yes. Southern Texas. Yes. A lot of people don't know that, but it is actually Florida. Hmm. So, we drove by a bunch of citrus groves and cows and cow pastures. Future burgers. Yes. Future orange juice. Yes. All right. Um, I'd never been to Sebring Raceway, so it's an old, it was a uh, B-17 airbase. I'll say it was an airfield originally, right? Yep. Yeah. It's still a, an industrial park around it. There's still an airfield attached to it. Okay. But 
It's actually not that far outside of Sebring, probably because it's a military town that built up around it. Yeah, but likely. it's still in the middle of nowhere, is Sebring, Florida. Is Sebring the town all like those 60s or actually World War II, so those like 40s and 30s, like brick front, all the same looking houses? Yeah, a lot of it is. Okay. There's a, there's like a lake there. It's it's actually like the little part we saw because we went to the store first was pretty nice. And then we... So it's what you'd call good Florida. Yeah, it was nice. Seemed like it anyway. I mean, the weather was amazing. It was 84 degrees. Yep. No rain. Cause sometimes it rains there. Sometimes it, it rains cold. everywhere, Andrew. Yeah, but sometimes it, it rains <laughs> a lot during Sebring usually. And we lucked out. So that they were expecting like a lot of people. because. So for those that don't know, Sebring is a race track. Oh, and sorry. And it's a 12-hour endurance race there yes. that they went for. It, we assume that most people have picked up on the fact that Andrew was going to yeah, the 12-hour yeah. endurance Sebring race. 12, but there yeah. are probably some people who are not endurance racing fans okay. who didn't realize that this past weekend All was right. a 12-hour endurance race. All right. I'll Sebring. back up. So last year I went to the Daytona 24 hours, which is yes. the race before Sebring 12 hours. But you felt it was a little too long. Yeah. I wanted it to cut in <laughs> half. It was also a lot colder. Yeah. But anyways, this these two races are considered part of the Florida 36 hours. Yes. And they are the preliminary... Endurance races, if you want to take your team to Lamar to go to the 24 hours of Lamar, this is like the practice. You do these two races. Yeah. Like real time practice. And it just so happens, like we talked about on our episode about Daytona, uh, that Florida just became a place for racing. Like right. just the weather and the space they had in the late 50s after World War II, it was just a place for racing. Yeah. And that's Sebring, this was the 66th running. So it started in the 50s, and it's just crazy. That's early 50s, too. That'd be like 51. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy that they, like, convinced people to go out to the middle of nowhere to go. Yeah. They had to drive hours and hours and hours in the 1951 sedans. And there was no interstate. Well, we weren't on the interstate. There's no yeah. real interstates. But but imagine yeah. doing that in a car at, like, 50 the whole way. We That's what we did. Oh. <laughs> the speed limits are, like, 55. Yeah, but that... Maybe six, we did like 60. Really? Yeah. All right. So let's start with the terrible rental car we had. You had a Nissan Versa. Yes. Yes. Brand new. Mm-hmm. 3,500 miles. Okay. Car is terrible. Like horrible. Yeah, I imagine it was. I mean, alloy wheels. Okay. Cloth okay. seats that were basically like the chairs that we're sitting in right now. Right. Which for the which for those viewers that can't see. These are old which is all of them because they're listeners. Old they're like old schoolhouse chairs. Seventies <laughs> chairs with a thin pad on them. Yes. And the brakes were awful. Like I thought the brakes were broken. Okay. Because I think new cars are trying to have electric brake assist, but it wasn't calibrated. It was calibrated super weird. So you'd be Going to slow down, and you'd step on the pedal, and you'd have, like, a hard... You know when there's something wrong with your brake system? The pedal feels hard, but you don't feel the car slowing down. Yes. And it's kind of freaky. Well, anytime a car doesn't slow down, like, you want it to. Like, you have, a, a, bad you have a very hard pedal, but you don't feel the nose of the car come down as you're braking. Okay. So you push it a little harder, and then it starts to engage... And then you want to slow down some more, and all of a sudden, you're going to put your face through the windshield. Because now you've almost locked up the wheels. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it was crazy. So this is a new... So this is a new, 2018 new Versa. Nissan Versa, not recommended by Andrew. No. Okay. 
with, uh, I mean, it did have drums in the rear, a CVT, but whatever. Now, I have driven a 2015 Versa. Mm-hmm. Remember, Tom used to have one. Yeah. Um, which was the bottom of the barrel model. It had crank windows and a five-speed. Mm-hmm. And it was a nice, decent little car. Five-speed is probably fun. Yeah, but the, the probably covers up a lot of sins. Oh, it definitely did. But it was a decent little car. No. This is a little sedan. And the, only the driver's seat had the captain's chair armrest. Oh, the passenger seat didn't have one? No. <laughs> and there was no center console. You know what's but... awesome? Honestly, what's awesome about that? That's like a throwback to like the 80s and 70s. When the car was so minimalistic that these items were all extras. Like, you used to read car ads in the 70s, and it'd be like, now with two mirrors. Yeah. Now, passenger side armrest. It had four cup holders. Standard ashtray. In the center console, but the center console didn't have an armrest or a cubby or anything. I feel like four cup holders is even in 2018 a very low number. And it had Well, it had two in the doors. Okay. Four in the center console. So I had six. So I think the two rearmost ones were for the rear seats because if you put a drink back there, you had to reach like behind you to grab it. Well, you were in Florida, so I only can assume that you filled it up oh, with your full six right. pack. Yeah. So <laughs> six legally in Florida, six if the open container is in the back seat, even though I'm driving, it's okay. Okay. Is that what really happens? No, oh. it's not. That is not actual legal advice. Don't take that. Well, I'm just saying you were in Florida, so you had the... The car came with the Florida cup holders, which is the full six-pack cup cup holders. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. No, definitely. So it's a four-passenger car. And it had a really big trunk, but the opening is super small. Did you put your bike in it? No. Sorry. <laughs> 40-year-old version joke. All right. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No. So, whatever. It worked. Uh, we flew into Orlando because it was cheaper. We yep. picked up the car and then, flew, and then drove down two hours to where... Uh, Liz was staying. Um, and she did a lot of miles in this rental car. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of straight miles. Like, right, that's the other thing about Florida. So the roads are pretty smooth. The speed limits are like 70. So I was doing my nine over. Okay. I don't understand how people don't do 130 everywhere. Mostly because they're in rental versus. Because <laughs> it takes you forever and it's perfectly straight. Yeah, there's no turns at all. We took the Florida Turnpike, leaving Orlando. And speaking of tolls, okay, for whatever reason, Google Maps took us Florida Turnpike instead of 95. Yep. We get to the end. I'm like, this is going to be pretty expensive because we're on there for like 115 miles. Okay. We get to the end. The guy's like, 1050. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's so cheap. <laughs> no, it was, that's, that's a lot. Well, not 4250. Yeah, it's not, but... You also weren't towing a trailer. No. That, so in a car on the Jersey Turnpike, just to... I think it's like 20 bucks. It was eighteen fifty for a car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's half price. Half so, the axles. So $10 is actually pretty cheap. Yeah. Well, I think New Jersey's longer than 115 miles. I don't think the Mass Bike costs less than that to go the whole route anymore. It's probably 8 or $9, right? Yeah, it used to be... Five or six bucks, I think. Yeah, it's gone up Again, I don't notice because you use the fast pass right here. Fast. So. Yep. And the pike end-to-end is wicked. Did you annoying. notice my favorite thing about Florida Turnpikes? What's that? So aggravating, driving any kind of vehicle down there that could be sized as a commercial vehicle. Every pickup truck and anything hauling a trailer is technically supposed to stop at every way station. I did not know that. And I did oh. not see the signs. Oh, my God. So frustrating. I mean, I had a tandem trailer almost jackknife in front of us. 
The guy's probably falling asleep. Double jackknife? Yeah. And then the other great thing is when you get off at an exit and you don't have the sun pass thing and it's like exact change and you're like, cool. Cause I only have a quarter. It's a dollar, dollar 25 toll. I have a quarter and a dollar. Yeah. So that's getting thrown in the basket because yeah. I don't have quarters. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this works. Did it work? I guess. <laughs> we'll find out next week when you get tickets in the mail or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, that boring part, yeah, a lot of driving, straight roads. Um, so we get to Sebring. Place is pretty cool. I've never been there before. Um, our tickets, when we bought them, it was too late for them to mail them. It's like Will Call. So we had to go to Will Call. So we're like, ask me, like, where's Will Call? Where's Will Call? And they're like, yeah, yeah, just go through the gate and over there to the right. We're like, okay, where exactly? To the right? Like that metal building. We're like, okay. So we like get directed and we end up this like stop sign, like past the building we're supposed to go to. And the lady's like, where's your parking pass? I was like, I don't know. I'm looking for Will Call, please. Like, she's like, oh, you got to U-turn all the way around. Get a parking pass first. They have, like, temporary parking to get your will call tickets. Oh, my God. And your parking pass. Which, my parking pass for Sebring is the most expensive I've ever paid for a racetrack. It was $60. That's a lot of money. For an infield parking pass. Yeah. Because Lime Rock's, like, 10 bucks. Yeah. Well, Lime Rock's definitely not the same level of Sebring. Sure it is. It's an old racetrack. Yeah, but they don't have a 12-hour preparation race for Lamar. They still do IMSA. But there's nobody in... People don't fly to Lime Rock for the IMSA race. Yes, they do. I don't think it's as... They absolutely do. It's a big deal. I'm going to agree to disagree on this one. Uh, I mean, Road Atlanta was not that expensive. It might have been like 20 bucks to park at Road Atlanta. 60 bucks seems excessive. It's very expensive. To park your car. To just park. And it's not even like... They don't even guide you. All right. So I'm getting too far ahead here. So we're at Will Call, and we're getting our, our, our tickets... And this guy's in front of us finishing up, and he goes to turn, and this thing falls out of his pocket. And Jordan's like, hey, sir, you dropped your magazine. <laughs> but no. not like a book. <laughs> For his gun. Yeah, like <laughs> a, a clip full of 9 millimeter bullets. Again, you're in Florida. Life's different Okay, Florida so here's the thing. We were driving in, and a guy comes to the window. He's like, hey, guys, how's it going? We're good. He's like, do you have firewood, firearms? Or fireworks. We're like, no. He's like, okay, have a great day. Yeah, you know what that guy in front of you who dropped his magazine said? Yeah, no. He also said no. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy, Jordan's like, hey, you want to pick that up? And he's like, looked at him like, uh, uh, like kind of like. Are you going to say something? Yeah, like I don't, uh, like, yeah, uh, whatever. And just like picked it up and left. Like, dude, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not knocking on you here. I just yeah, want you to pick I it just up. I want you to you pick it up. So, it. Yeah, you don't lose it. <laughs> and it becomes a huge deal. <laughs> yeah, because that will become a huge deal, I imagine. Even though it's Florida, they're not yeah. allowed on the. If they asked you the way in, it's private property. But if they asked you on the way in, yeah. it's probably not like cool to conceal carry there. Yeah, uh, or it's just one of those unspoken like, do what you want. We're going to ask. But, yeah, yeah. The whole world is different than Massachusetts, Andrew. <laughs> well, no, it does. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. It just, it, the guy was just like flabbergasted that we told him to pick it up. Like I don't see. I think that just be being a polite citizen. Yeah, he was just like, like or sir, maybe you lost your bullets. Or I picked them up. He might have just been like kind of freaking out because like everybody was looking at him. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You're the one that wanted to carry it. We just don't want you to leave him behind. Like, yeah, just exactly. pick him up. Like whatever. 
So anyway, we get our tickets, we go in, and then it's not like like other racetracks. They'll tell you where to park, they'll guide you. Mm-hmm. This is like, no, nah, just head down the the main concourse, which is like the middle, and it looks like a carnival. Okay. It's on the main straight. We like looped through some of the paddock area. Then we went over the single car bridge that went okay. over the racetrack. Now, they had already started. They're running at this time. So and, the race guys go underneath you. Yeah, so Jordan has never been to an endurance race. Okay. So we're driving over this little rickety bridge in the Versa race car. That Versa? Versa race car. Yeah. <laughs> this Versa went from terrible. Do you know, you know, that's why the brakes didn't work. Yeah. It was a race car. You had to build heat. They were worn out, yeah. yeah. And we're going to get them up to temp. <laughs> so we go over, and they're like, wow, 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 like going underneath. Mm-hmm. And he was glad like, you made the noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just imagine that noise that played at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> he was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" I was like, "Yeah, this He's most race tracks rock before." No, interesting. I'm like, when you got to go to the infield, you take a bridge. you go over <laughs> or under the tra- racetrack. Yeah, most road courses you go over the bridge. Um, so yeah, then we're just like driving around. You just, I'm like, well, where do we park? We're like looking, and we just would see just cars at the general car sticker, just kind of thrown anywhere. We're like, all right, so we just find the spot, park the car. Mm-hmm. Then we ended up like. We like walked up, and um, I might sneeze. We um, walked out of the track like we kind of weaved our way through all the the shanty towns of of tents, right? And it turns out we're in turn ten, which oh, is that's like cool. which is where the name of the studio that created Forza came from, correct? Yeah, yeah. turn ten at because it's the like one of the craziest parts. We apparently parked in what's called Green Park. Okay, appropriately, it was St. Patrick's Day. That's the other thing. Fighting a sneeze here. Yeah. Um, let it out. Let it, let it out. I'll, I'll try. <laughs> there you go. All right. We're going to go is. now. All right. It was like, um, yeah, they went all in on the St. Patrick's Day theme because there's T-shirts. It was like St. Patrick's Day in Green Park, like Sebring 12 Hours. Oh, well, they actually did go with it. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> all right. Oh, gosh. Darn it. You're all done now. Um, I'll probably sneeze four or five more times. Just say you're all done. You won't do it anymore. And then, uh, so it was like, we walked out and the track, it was like the outside straightaway, sort of near the outside part. So turn 10. Yep. Look it up. Is turn 10 where the famous sunshot is? The famous sun, sunset shot? No. No, that's not the main street. So where, and this is crazy. I took pictures of it. There's like the, there's, there's like this old West town, like storefront that people like built and put like neon signs, and they had a rooster. And they had a a fish, real rooster? Yes, and then fish tank. Okay, this and is it, not something's there all the time. This was built for the race. Yes, interesting. So, I've only ever been to, as far as IMSA races, Lime Rock a bunch of times, Road Atlanta once. It's generally, race fans seemed like they're pretty laid back and tame. Yeah, like most places, pretty family friendly. Yeah, hundred percent. Sebring. Not so much. Like it is spring break for, for race, car people. race car people. Okay. Like, uh, you know, it's like it was trashy, but it was like American kitsch. Like it was perfect. It was fun, trashy. Yeah. It was like you didn't feel uncomfortable, trashy. It was just no fun, trashy. It was perfect. It was like rally, trashy. Yeah. Rally spectating can get pretty rowdy too. Yeah, but not. It, this was because this you get they set up permanent things for four days or whatever. Okay, 
and then the cars. So it's a legit full blown Jenny down. And yeah, and the cars go by the same way every single time, and then they're doing it during race day for twelve hours. Okay. So it's unlike rally where you have to pack everything up and move it. Yeah. These things get so elaborate. You a, so you have a long time to marinate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's old school buses with all this weird crap all over them. Uh, people at foosball tables set up. TVs. Sounds like a good speakers. time. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, and every every turn has their own unique like thing. Like there's turn 10. Then there's turn 11 had Beer Town, which is actually marked in the map. Okay. And, and that was the picture I posted where people were throwing beers. In a pile. In a pile. Yeah. And then if you go up to turn nine, there was a RV painted like a tank with turrets on it. Okay. And they had the fireball tent. Oh, and fireball. They, and people were very familiar with from yep. the front yard. And people would walk up and they'd spin a wheel and these guys were giving them shots of whatever the wheel landed on. And we just happened to be standing there and somebody spun it. They're like, fireball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the entire, and meanwhile, cars are just like, just going by. There's twice at the sound. Yeah. You have sound effects. Play sound effects. Sound you have to make your noises. Oh God, stop! <laughs> we lost every listener. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're good. Moving on. I need to. I need, I need to stop you now. Uh, you welcome everybody. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's pretty wild. And then I don't. Maybe it was. I think it was turn seven. Um, they had a double decker scaffolding set up with two stacks of couches and i had forgotten you'd mentioned this when i sent you the picture yeah that it was the thing in the lego movie right but they got annoyed because you sat in the top couch your feet dangled from people in the bottom couch didn't work very well no these are these were pretty tall though these are pretty tall look pretty sketchy actually super sketchy i don't know what the rule like you just bring you can bring your own scaffolding and just set it up right there was scaffolding and bring your own couches to put on the scaffolding, of course, because just scaffolding is not enough. No. It, it looked like a damn good time, and I want to sit on like a scaffolding couch to watch a race. Yeah. It really looked fun. But yeah, it was like the scene from the Lego movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like... Double-decker or bunk couches, I think they called it. You know, it's crazy because it's like this, you know, super high-level form of like European racing. With a bunch of NASCAR fans. <laughs> I think they're even crazier than NASCAR fans with like Animal House. Okay. It's like so like you said, spring break, Animal House, frat kinda Yep. But it's like people our age and younger all the way to like really old people. Because they've been coming a lot of places had banners like blah blah blah, campground, thirty years of Seabury. Yeah. Like, like holy crap. Well that's like our friend, um, or my father's friend, who used to race back in the 50s, has been going to Sebring every year since 1959, 1958. I'm sure he was there. He oh. goes all the time. Oh, really? Richie, yeah. Yeah, huh. Yeah, he goes all the time. No, it was wild. Um, and then, I mean, I love going because one of the things I, is just the people watching is amazing. It sounds it. All the stuff to see. Anytime we have people... Drinking for four days straight, you have a lot of good people watching. There are people with T-shirts that said 96 hours of drinking with a 12-hour endurance race. Okay. <laughs> like, all right. Fair enough. I see what I'm into here. I see what I'm into. Yep. Um, oh, man. Yeah. And then just, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, Lime Rock has a lot of nice cars in the paddock area. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were just hidden, but. Probably rental cars. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot in the, there was some nice stuff in the Porsche Corral, 
I didn't really see it was in the Corvette Corral. Probably Corvettes. Probably, yeah, but it was probably like C4, C5s. Yeah, was more than likely. The C7s. C5s, yeah. Yeah, because that was when C5 is when Corvette racing really started getting successful, which that's crazy. That's been like 20 years. I feel like there's probably more Corvettes per capita in Florida than any other yeah. state in the country anyway. Um, Corvettes and Mustangs. Yeah, but regardless of all of this going on, the physical track is really cool because the only time I've ever seen it was in like Forza, Forza yeah. or like, you know, on TV and it's way bigger than you think it is. How many miles around is it? It's three and three quarter, I believe. Okay. So it's a pretty long, that's a lengthy track. Yeah. I mean, it loops in around itself and most of the viewing lines are pretty well, like pretty decent. You can see a lot of good stuff. Pretty open. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing too. It's all flat. No, but, the airfield. And they don't, like, they, you know, it seems kind of like, like, oh, hashtag respect the bumps, but it is legit bumpy. You can watch the cars come through a corner and just bouncing. Really? Like, like a rally car bouncing. And it's crazy because you think of race cars being so low and so stiff, but then you watch them the way they're set up, and they come through low, but they actually have tons of suspension travel. They're more compliant than yeah. you think. It's pretty wild. And then to watch cars hit that back straight before they go into the main uh, main straight that's going to bring them back down around. So it's the one, like, the outside, uh, like, it'd probably be, like, turns 12 or something. Okay. Um, to watch them come through at full blast and not touch the brakes is pretty wild. Yeah, cornering speed is just insane. Yeah. So, yeah, and then everybody would kind of, every once in a while, like, a big plume of, like, dirt would come up because somebody, like, clips a corner or something. Yep. Digs the grass up. Yeah. With the... There wasn't a lot of wrecking. Well, the first lap had a big wreck, didn't it? Yeah. That was it. Okay. As far as, like, big, big wrecks. Everything else was just minor stuff. Um, Which is good. That's a it was good. successful race. They didn't have a lot of uh, yellows. Uh, they did have a... Uh, uh... <laughs> spectator, spectator yellow? Yeah, the tent blew off. Yeah. Into the thing. Like uh, a, like an easy up style tent. Yeah. Yeah. That's part way through the race. That was crazy. Um, but yeah, it, it lives up to ex- expectations. Like it is a crazy party. It's a crazy good race. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when the weather was awesome like that. Yeah. Your sight lines are beautiful. Yeah. And, clouds, you yeah, and, and you fog. Yeah. And you weren't miserable being out in the rain. It was, it was hot during the day, but once the sun started to go down, it was beautiful. And I mean, it goes down at like 7.30, so the majority of the race is during the daylight. And it's still wintertime, so the Florida bugs that are the size of pigeons didn't come out? Well, there was no bugs, nothing. No, it was great. Different story in the summertime down there. Yeah. Um, I tried to get that famous sunset shot down the main straight. Yep. You can't get there unless you have media or you're on top of... photo lens. Nope. Or if you're on top of somebody's RV... Or somebody double decker couch, yeah, <laughs> or one of those power man lift things, mm-hmm. because right at that corner, you're about sixty feet from the track, because it would be a big corner if somebody went straight, right? And then they park a bunch of RVs around there, so there's like no spectating really. You have to just kind of weasel your way through people's RVs. Okay. So I really couldn't get there, which was kind of a bummer, but I got some other sunset shots. It was a little 
it was kind of annoying though. Like most of the time you could just walk between stuff and then go right up to the fence and people wouldn't be like at their RV seats. Right. But then occasionally like people would just have it like ripped off. So you could walk through their setup. Yeah. That seems annoying. It's kind of annoying because it's not like a private spot for you. Yeah. But whatever. There are dirt bags everywhere, unfortunately. Um, but that's where I spotted that Dodge Raider. It was a minty Dodge oh, the one Raider. You posted the picture yeah. of, yeah. And a white, white first gen short wheelbase. Yeah, and then like right after that was a um, Lamborghini V12 motorcycle. Excuse me. I'll, you don't have to show me right now. It's fine. I'll show you right now because you, you, it's ridiculous. I want to hear your rea- your reaction. It was like a Boss Hog, but a Lamborghini. V- what yeah. the hell? Yeah. What is that headlight thing kind I, of? I don't know. What the hell is that? It's got like a Countach V12, it looks like. So the carbs are pointing it's outwards. six Webers. That's on one side. No, there's three Webers on this side. Oh, I'm oh. assuming there's three Webers on the yeah. other side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's six trumpets on this side, but it's for three Webers. Uh-huh. That is the wildest thing. I mean, I strongly dislike it. I dislike the way it looks. But I also kind of like it. I like the idea. <laughs> like, uh... I mean, I hate the idea, because it's just like one of those stupid boss hogs there with the Chevy 350s in them. But then it's kind of cool, because it's a Lamborghini motor. Well, you know what I like about it is... However, I- that sump down here... The oil sump is, like, on the ground, which is obviously this guy doesn't ride this thing very much. I mean, I like it when somebody's like, I want to do such and such thing. And, and everybody how, says, you're an idiot. And how do I do it? And you're like, well, instead of doing it or asking how, because nobody's ever done it before, why don't you just do it? So this guy just did it. I don't understand that whole gas tank thing. It looks like a weird, like, like it looks like the handlebars are blowing a bubble. <laughs> You'll have to post that up because that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's totally crazy. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, did you look at the close-up one? No, but I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, there's that atrocity. Yeah. But then there was cool stuff like the 325 Ferrari Challenge car. Yeah. It was just I sitting there. You posted a picture of that? Or you sent me the picture of that? Yeah. I don't remember. I think you posted a picture of it. Here's the fireball tent. Yeah. More scaffolding. Um, yeah. No, it's pretty wild. So I highly recommend it. Um, the Tequila Patron team won overall. That's a Nissan team, right? The Nissan, yeah. It's a GTR engine. That's cool. And they ran the fastest, a new lap record. Or that might not be, somebody ran a new lap record. Uh, it might not have been them. I apologize. I think it was, sorry, Mazda. Who did incredibly well. Until they broke. Until they broke. Because it's Mazda. But they actually finished eighth overall. Yep. They're in first a couple Yeah, they set the lap record, though. They set the lap record. 149.002. That seems fast for over three miles of racetrack. It's very fast. Now I want to go try and see if I can do it in Forza. Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) But. Maybe in like an indie car. Yeah. But that's. Pretty interesting. I mean that that car was doing a lot better than it used to do. I we were joking like, all right, it's doing so well, it hasn't caught Time fire yet. Yeah. yeah. What uh, what did the Corvette win GT class this year, or was it Porsche? That was Porsche. 
So the nine eleven, nine eleven number nine eleven nine eleven. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it's like a nine. I don't. I don't know what the race uh, car one is. That's a mid engine car. It's the mid engine car. Yeah. But I mean, that ran. That's a GT Le Mans car that ran a one fifty eight. So that's pretty good. Uh, and then actually a the BMW the M eight GTLM came in second in GTLM. Then the other Porsche. Then the GT40, then the Ferrari, then the Corvettes were a little further back. There were six. So that was pretty neat. 911 RSR, they call it. Yeah. No, it's um, it's totally worth going. Yeah, no, I would have gone, but you guys bought the last two flights ever out of Boston. <laughs> so, funny story. Uh, we got to come back, or I, I got to come back. I need to drive two hours to get back, so I, I leave the hotel at four in the morning. My flight's at seven fifteen. I'm like, no big deal. I'll get it. I've shown up to the airport a lot of times, like an hour before my flight, mm-hmm. and especially early on a Sunday morning. Nobody will be in TSA. Correct. Well, everybody's in TSA. Orlando is a very busy airport. It's a hub, I think, for Delta, and people somebody. are flying out because it's Sunday. They just spent all week at Disney with their kids. They right. they're going home early. Sebring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and at six in the morning, there was like, I don't know, a thousand people. That's super annoying. Uh, so I literally missed my flight by like two minutes. Oh, you missed your flight? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was running down the terminal after I finally got out of TSA and they probably had just closed the door and they're standing there and I was like, too late? They're like, yep. I thought when you sent the picture from Starbucks and you said, I'm time now that you made it through and you're waiting for your flight. Nope. That meant that you missed your flight. Yeah. Oh, no. I had to wait till 9, almost 10 o'clock. So you had like a four-hour wait at the airport? Yes. Oh, my goodness. For a two-hour and 50-minute flight. Oh, no. That sucks. <laughs> I would have been home before the the flight that I took left. Oh, that's awful. I did not know that. I thought you made the flight. No, I did not make it. That is super annoying. Did it cost more money to take the next flight? No, they just moved me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. good. I, I never knew what happens if you actually missed a flight. So I had checked in the night before, so I was the jerk that they were probably paging, paging forever. Yeah. Like, final boarding call. But Well, did I ever tell you the story of when I got the call from the airport and we were still on the shuttle bus? Yeah. So That's weird that they actually called because I don't think they did. Well, it was Alaska Air, yeah. so it was like us and like seven other people in the airplane. Yeah. And we were literally on the transit from the park and ride to the airport. And we got the phone call, like, hey, we're boarding early. It's final boarding call. Where are you guys? And I was like, oh, we're in TSA, like, completely BSing them. And then we get there, and they have their own, like, entrance in their own TSA. Mm-hmm. There was nobody there. <laughs> so it was quite obvious that we were not in TSA when we told them we were in the TSA oh. line. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but they held the plane for us. Yeah. So. Now, we're, I, I should have remembered this because when I left Daytona, it was busy, but I wasn't running late either last year. But yeah, it it's such a busy airport that they don't even do the body scanners. Right? They just I didn't have to take oh, shoes off. They're oh, just don't like, don't tell the world that, Andrew. Uh, it's public knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> not that anyone listens to this podcast. So they were just waving people through. Oh, they must have some kind of uh, some kind of protocol. Oh, they had a dog. A, a dog. Yeah, they're sniffing everyone. So maybe that's why. But yeah, uh, it was. So that we are talking to land of the dropped magazine at the, at the ticket line. Oh, God. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that crazy that happened. Um, surprisingly, we were we didn't see anybody that was really like drunk, o- overly drunk. rowdy. Yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of uh, sheriffs running around, but like they weren't doing anything. I think they they figure probably everybody is um, contained by fences. Yeah, they're not going anywhere, and they're not going anywhere. So just let them stumble around. And then, of course, like, I saw posts on, like, Instagram afterwards, after the race ended, people were burning couches. Of course they were. Why wouldn't they be? I mean, I wouldn't want to bring those couches home, so you might as well set them on fire. Regardless, I want to go down and hang out on a couch. Um, Sounds like a good time. We could have gotten alligator at one of the vendors for food. That seems excessive. Yeah. It was an interesting barbecue I mean, tent. I guess Florida doesn't really have, like, a... They have cows. Yeah, but they don't have, like, a thing. Like, you go to, like, Tennessee, North Carolina, and you get barbecue. Like, you keep going to Florida, and it's just, like, Florida food. They had barbecue. It's just not... They're not known for their barbecue. I don't know. I mean... It was pretty good. Although, the Outback Steakhouse is based in Florida, so maybe that's what they're known for. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> for, for a chain restaurant, it's not terrible. Supposedly... The track put in a drive-through liquor store. Oh, with a combination car wash? No. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know where it was though. They're they're talking about it on Radio IMSA, but I'm not sure where it was. I didn't see it. Did you guys listen to the broadcast like in headphones during? No, we, they. So many people are just blasting it over stereo systems. You, you can pretty it. much hear it. It's over the intercom of the or the PA of the of the racetrack. So as long as the cars aren't going by, that's the other crazy thing. So the track is so big when they're under a caution lap, it'll just be quiet for minutes. Yeah, there's no car going by slow. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. And then the, so yeah, it's actually kind of nice. You can like your ears recover a little bit and your head recovers a little bit. Well, I was wearing earplugs still. Oh, and then we went to get lunch and we're like, let's go to this gyro cart. I haven't had a euro in a while. Mm-hmm. It's an odd place to get one, but cool. So we, we're standing there, and I look, and there's – I see, and I like do like a double take. It's a $20 building around. I'm like, cool. So I like pick it up. It wasn't attached to a fishing line. I like look around. Nobody seems to be missing it. Doesn't seem like anybody dropped it right away. Right. So whoever you are that dropped 20 bucks at Sebring. Thank you. you. Yeah. Bought, yeah. You bought us lunch. <laughs> I put it back into the local economy and just bought us lunch. So thanks. Perfect. I hope that's good karma. Cause I just used it to pay someone else. I don't think it's how karma works, Andrew. What? You don't use ill gotten funds to make somebody else's day better. You like, I like, did make that. I paid these people. You were going to pay them anyway, though. It's true. I mean, you just like, you like Peter Pan that money. Like you stole it from somebody else to give it That's to somebody That's not Peter else. Pan. Yes, it is. <laughs> Robin from the Rich. Oh, <laughs> You know what I mean? That's Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Whatever the hell is Peter Pan name? fights Captain Hook. Whatever. Robin, Robin, Robin Hood that money. Jesus Christ. Obviously, I'm screwing up my childhood stories. Sorry. <laughs> yes, you, you Robin Hooded yeah, that Yeah, Robin Hood movie. fights Captain Hook, right? Yes. In green tights. Yeah. They both have green tights. I'll yeah, give you see, that. that's where I got confused. Yeah. You can't keep your... You don't, uh, You never saw the underlying story of Peter Pan where he was stealing from the rich and giving to the poor? No. That's why I hung out with the rich kids in the, in the house. No. No, obviously. I'm just making it up now, but... Anyway. Yeah, so... so Seabring was good. Seabring's amazing. Nissan Versa, not recommended. Visiting Seabring, recommended. Yes. Basically, too long, didn't read of that story. Yep. So, another endurance race checked off. 
Uh, hopefully next year, maybe I'll go to some California ones. Long Beach would be cool. Well, I still have to go to both the Nerd races in Florida, so yep, you should go to one of them next year so I can go to one. Well, uh, yeah, we should go to Sebring and like camp at it. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, it sounds like like in hindsight, that's what we should have done. Yeah, and like if if there was an endurance race that was closer to us and rowdier. We'd probably be endurance racing fans even more so than we are rally, rally fans, fans. Yeah. because the fact of it's so much easier to spectate at an endurance race. Yeah, you just set up. You show up and the cars go by you. Yeah. You don't have to go find the cars in the woods. Well, I mean, I've camped at Lime Rock before. Yeah, for like you know the three day historic events, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of fun too. So yeah, yeah, it's not as rowdy at all. Not nearly. No, at that's all. what you were saying. In fact, and I thought Lime Rock could get pretty rowdy sometimes. Nope. But I mean, I know there were stories of Watkins Glen, of like they, a place they call the pit, and people getting really crazy in like the seventies. And there was like a Greyhound bus that got stuck in there, and they lit it on fire. Awesome. Um, <laughs> but like, except for the people that needed it to get home. Awesome. Yeah, this is pretty wild. I mean, I remember last year there was like a news story about. Lime Rock wanted to expand and allow parking on the outside of the track or something. And people were really worried about race fans being rowdy. And we're like, no, but race fans aren't rowdy. They're pretty nice people. Like, they don't get out of... No. If you let Sebring fans <laughs> up there in Connecticut, yeah, that'd be pretty wild. So um, it's definitely a different demographic. But it's okay. It's cool. Like, it's, it's part of the charm. Yeah, I want to go now. Like, part of what... You go to these racetracks because they're so historical. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they've been around for 60 years, mm-hmm. and it's just tradition. To get fucked up? <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just cool. Because, like, the race cars are so, they keep advancing, but, like, all the other stuff just stays the same. Yeah, people have been stacking couches since 1951. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, anything else? I don't think so, Andrew. That's it. Yeah, so let's call that one. Uh, if you... Want to follow us on Facebook? It's Auto Off Topic Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Auto Off Topic. There's some uh, Sebring photos on there. You can follow me on Race and Anger. There's also some Sebring photos, a couple videos. Uh, Brad. That wasn't Brad. That was Ollie. That's Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> Where can they find pictures of Ollie? <laughs> uh, on my Instagram page, TSISS350, along mm-hmm. with lots of car pictures. All right. Uh, As always, keep your cars analog and aim for the roads.